as soon as interest rates start coming down, maybe end of this year or early next year, there is an enormous amount of pent up demand. And like any time you invest in the stock market, I mean, you don't want to time the market, but you definitely want to take advantage of opportunities. And when everybody is doom and gloom, you want to buy and when everybody is hooray and can't get more of the stock, you probably either want to sell or enjoy the, the enjoy some of the profits, right? Nobody's ever gotten poor from realizing some profits. On this episode of Early Bird, Axel Meyerhofer, founder of Ideal Wealth Grower. Axel joins the podcast today to talk about REIT investing in 2023, including the pros and cons of different REIT investing opportunities, such as in the stock market and in the private market. If you're an investor looking to stay on top of the latest market trends, then you're listening to the right podcast. This is Early Bird, and I'm your host, Stephen Lerner. Before we get to today's discussion, let me tell you how you can save time and beat the market through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter featuring commentary about the latest trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and equity crowdfunding. Early Bird is designed to help individual and non-professional investors stay on top of all of the critical investing trends. The newsletter is 100% free and is sent to your email box each weekday morning. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, today's discussion. All right, Axel, welcome to the Early Bird Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm great, Stephen. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for coming here. We're going to talk about REIT investing and everything that investors should know about REITs in 2023. But before we do that, Axel... In about 30 seconds or less, what should the audience know about you and your background? Well, the first thing I can say is the accent that you probably still hear when I'm talking is from Germany originally. I came to the U.S. with the military. I was a member in the Air Force and found out there was an opportunity to exchange my job to with the job of a U.S. Air Force officer. Then at the end of my um, work time and military time, I got an immediate offer to join a software company in the Santa Barbara area. And then a few years later, I started my own consulting company and began wondering, okay, what can I do for myself and my family to not to have to work for the rest of my life? And that's how I got into real estate. Wow. And, and real estate, you know, it's one of those investment opportunities. Most people, when they think of investing in real estate, it's like, okay, I have to buy physical real estate. And that's not what I want to do as an investor necessarily. But the great news is, really, there are opportunities to invest in real estate in any market, including the public stock market through REITs, which stands for Real Estate Investing Trust. Um, Axel, uh, quickly explain to the audience, what exactly is a REIT? Well, fundamentally, it's basically people coming together under a management team that is willing to basically organize the assets, like in this case, the real estate, and people invest into yeah, the trust in the sense of like a project. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if a trust says, okay, we want to develop this apartment complex for 500 apartments, for example, it's one thing to say, okay, the people that want to do it all need to basically put a big chunk of money and the banks and all that in. 
or you can say, okay, we turn this basically into a trust and allow other people to put some of their money, a portion of their money into the trust and then benefit from the operation of the trust itself. Mm. Okay, yeah. So it's, it's really, uh, all, in a nutshell, you're saying this is an opportunity to invest in real estate. It's it's combination um, in, in this trust. Um, and, and, and the great thing about REITs, if you, if you kind of explain, you, you have public REITs in the stock market, which anybody can invest in, and, and they're right. great, but also you have private REITs in, 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 in opportunities, whether they're private platforms or other opportunities, right? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, there are, as you said earlier, there are a multitude of different ways of investing in real estate. And so this vehicle of a trust is one of the different variations. There's also some people in the audience may have heard the term syndication, which in a sense is similar to a trust, but it's a different legal entity. And in a read, especially if it's publicly traded like a stock, you can, with I would, from my perspective, say relatively small amounts of money participate in real estate investing. Mm. In a syndication, oftentimes the minimum is fifty or $100,000, which is very close to almost buying a straight-out investment property. So I think the REIT is, and, and there are variations of that in, uh, like you said, public and private and so forth. But the biggest thing is there is a balance, in my uh, belief, between the level of control you as the investor have and the amount of money you have to basically invest for that level of control. So in REITs, you don't personally have a whole lot of level of control on how the trust is operated, but it's really like buying any other stock, right? Like, I mean, you're putting your money in, you study and do your due diligence on what is the particular REIT you're investing in about. And then if you trust that what they're doing is likely to have a um, positive outcome, then you can put pretty much almost any amount of money in it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There's so many different ways you can look at a REIT. Certainly, you know, when you REIT, which is, again, a real estate investment trust, public and public stocks you can buy that are REITs. You can do off-market too, private. Um, uh, Axel, I was wondering, what, what are the benefits and the advantages of investing in a REIT? Well, like I said earlier, I mean, I said it's a matter of control, but it's also a matter of how much do you really need to do after you made the investment. And I would say REIT is probably the form, if you compare it up and down, you know, like on some sort of involvement scale, how much do I really have to do as an investor? And REITs, from, if you look at real estate investing in general, REITs is probably the thing that you have the least amount of any kind of work. You basically, if you're interested, you can, if you do it in a public uh, stock type of read, you can look at how, how the valuation changes and you get obviously your performance reports, typically either quarterly or annually, but you really don't have to do anything, mm. right? Yeah. And, and so if you compare that, um, you compare that to, um, Mm -hmm. Like, for example, a syndication, you definitely want to be much more involved. And if you go one step further from that and you literally buy an investment property, then you are even more involved because you probably be in touch monthly with your property management company and stuff. So the level of involvement is probably the least for the opportunity and the benefits that real estate can bring to you for your money. Yeah, it's a great way to get exposure to real estate. But as, as you said, Axel, it's it, it's 
you know, it's, I like to say REITs are set it and forget it. You invest and you don't have to do any work. You don't have to, uh, you get quarterly or annual updates. Um, the, the other advantage is there's liquidity, especially in the public markets. You can, you know, sell your stocks at any time. It's, diver right. it's diversified. You're not just typically investing in one building, one property. You might be investing in multiple properties in a REIT or multiple types of properties, industrial or commercial. And it's passive. Um, you get many REITs, public and private, sometimes give you dividends. So it's a great way to pad um, your investment totals throughout the year. But as with any investment, it's not perfect. Um, Axel, what are yeah. some of the, the disadvantages of REIT investing? Well, the, I, I would say, especially for the public ones that, that basically come along in the form of a, very similar to a stock, um, for one, stocks in general are not necessarily representing the true value of the operation of, in this case, the trust. Right, the people that run the trust might do a great job, especially in light of the circumstances. And I mean, we need to keep the economic environment in 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 view, right? Like, so mm -hmm. when the Federal Reserve increases interest rates ninefold, right? And I really want to point this out because I think it's not being portrayed properly. We used to have interest rates at the Fed between zero point one and zero point five percent. And now we're reaching 4.5 to 5%. So that's ninefold. That's not just 4% more, it's ninefold as much, right? So for any operation um, that is running a trust to still be successful in this environment, when they need, for example, loans and credit lines and stuff like that, for like any other organization, is much, much harder than it was two years ago. But the people that actually say, okay, how much value do I attribute to the stock? That is really a matter of how many people want to buy the stock for more than it's worth right now and how many people want to sell the stock for what it's worth right now. Right? Because the price of, on the stock market for a REIT stock or any other stock is always the result of buying and selling at a certain value. And I believe in this day and age, we have to realize, and that's a detriment to, to this, that the value is not necessarily fully representing the performance of the team that runs the trust. So that's definitely not, not a, a great thing. And then the other part that is, in a sense, it could be seen as a risk or, or a thing that investors need to be aware of is it's very, very important to have a very clear understanding of what type of real estate in a sense uh, for a read, what type of real estate are the managers or is the trust actually investing in? So if you look for myself, you know, you brought me on and I'm grateful for that, but I'm specializing in residential real estate. And even though the media is having some horror stories and stuff like that going on, if you have a little bit of understanding, especially like me who is helping other people to do investments, I have to really be in the weeds and in the details. I can tell you that residential real estate even in light of all the stuff that we've been hearing and experiencing in the last few years has not really, from an investor's perspective, suffered in any way that I could point to, right? It's different if you have, for example, a trust that in the majority invests in office buildings, for example, right? Because when we had the pandemic where you couldn't evict anybody who didn't pay or stuff like that, and um, we invented, or not really invented, it became all woke, to have more and more work from home. And I believe strongly that a lot of people who were able to work 
reasonably effectively from home don't really want to go back into a, an office building. So if your REIT is invested predominantly in office buildings, that could be tricky. And not just because the way the analysts are evaluating the performance of the REIT, but the overall economic environment. If you look right now and you were to say, okay, I'm contemplating investing in a REIT as a stock. If you ask me, and obviously I'm very biased, but if you ask me, I would uh, be happy to invest in a REIT stock uh, that invests in residential real estate. I would probably stay away from office real estate. Interesting point. When we return, we'll hear from Axel about his outlook for REIT investing in 2023 and why he currently prefers residential real estate over commercial real estate. But first, let me tell you or you can become a more informed investor through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter. Early Bird has commentary on the latest events and trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and crowdfunding. With Early Bird's daily weekday email, investors can quickly stay on top of the trends and beat the market. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, back to today's discussion. So Axel, uh, today we're talking about REITs, REIT investing, and you did a great job talking about the pros and cons of REITs. Um, I want to take a look right now at the market environment in 2023. Um, yep. Last year, the stock market obviously did not perform well, and that included REITs, um, but, uh, public REITs. Many of them were underwater, and then private REITs, it was a mixed bag, it seems. At least in my, yep. from my experience, it was. Um, what sort of outlook should investors expect from REITs in 2023? Well, I, like I said before, I think you have to really look at what is the uh, REIT investing in. In anything that is considered commercial real estate, I think investors have to assume a substantial amount of volatility. And it will be, if you want to say, okay, how do I have an idea in which direction it's trending? I think the valuation will trend downwards as long as the Fed is still prone to either increase or maintain the high interest rates we have right now. If that changes, I think it will turn around um, for the stock market, including REITs. In residential real estate, I believe it's really a great opportunity to buy and hold, even though it's kind of weird to say this for a stock investment, because the noise that is being made as an expert in residential real estate, I believe I can make that claim. The noise that is being made is not really supported by evidence. So what does that mean? As you said, Stephen, last year, the REITs and other stocks got hammered. And even this year, they're still kind of suppressed. Mm. But you can look at it as kind of a detriment if you have a pretty substantial portfolio of those investments. But I would rather say for anybody it currently considering it, it's more an opportunity. Mm. Because the one thing is for sure, in my opinion, is as soon as interest rates start coming down, maybe end of this year or early next year, there is an enormous amount of pent up demand. And like any time you invest in the stock market, I mean, you don't want to time the market, but you definitely want to take advantage of opportunities. And when everybody is doom and gloom, you want to buy them. And everybody is hooray and can't get more of the stock, you probably either want to sell or 
enjoy the, the and enjoy some of the profits, right? Nobody's ever gotten poor from realizing some profits. No, you're right about that. And, and you're right about the, the volatility in the market, especially with the REITs. It, it is real. Um, just to give an idea, the S&P uh, US REIT index, while slightly positive so far in 2023, it is still lagging the broader market, and this, of course, index was down in 2022, as we've alluded to already. Um, you know, most REITs, in my my opinion, at least the ones I've seen, the balance sheets are good and the valuations are better right. this year than last year because of the down year. But still, there's so much risk out there. Uh, interest rates, as you brought up, Axel, is still right now a very big issue. Um, there's inflation. Um, and, and many of these REITs, have higher costs they got to deal with and demand is an issue. Um, what, are you concerned about real estate and REIT investing in 2023 with all these challenges, Axel? Um, I'm may, I would only say I'm concerned on the public stock market. Hmm. And the, the reason is uh, even like private re, private opportunities in REITs, in, in um, syndications or in direct investments, um, you have much more of a probability of truly analyzing the performance of, of the group, of the management and the asset, and then get a fair price for what you're investing in. In the stock market, or for those opportunities in the stock market, even though they have this benefit of liquidity and ease and all of that, but there is something like a mood, or you could almost call it like a culture, right? And so when the mood in the stock market is generally negative, there is a tendency that investors, especially the institutional investors, just either like something or they hold on or they hate something. And it is not, like I said at the very beginning, always directly correlated to the performance. So you might have a downturn because everybody thinks there's a recession coming or we might already be in one. So the stock market, for some crazy reason, regardless of performance, has to go down 10, 15, 20%. And it's just pulling everything down, deservedly or not. But in the more private markets outside of the public eye, and especially outside of the influence of analysts, you know, that because the whole stock market, in my personal opinion, is driven more by analysts' opinions, not even facts, opinions that they form, um, than the true performance of the asset. So if, if somebody came to me, or Stephen, if you were to ask me, if you had X amount of money and you wanted it, invested in REITs, my advice would be right now, focus on residential REITs and try to do it on the private market and not in the stock market. Oh, wow. So residential sounds like it's the it's the place to go in your opinion. Um, I know you suggested- well, the, the most stable mm -hmm. um, for the next few years, because I don't believe anybody can really credibly predict what is going to happen in the commercial markets because we don't know how many companies will fall. We don't know how many people will come back into the office and work in the office for the um, hours a week. We don't know necessarily how these loans, and most people are not aware in, in office uh, or commercial real estate, you don't have 30 year mortgages. You have like two, three, five, maybe seven years at the most as a term. So any one of these uh, buildings or any one of these assets that are coming to the limit of their term last year or this year or maybe next year. And let's say they had three or four or five percent and now they have to pay seven, eight or nine percent. That is 
almost double the interest cost that they have to pay. Mm. Right? And if you do any calculation, you will quickly find out that doubling of interest can easily eat up all the positive cash flow that the asset is supposed to generate. Well, so now you're even more upside down. You might have 50% occupancy instead of 90 or 95 like you used to before the pandemic. And your cost of operating the whole thing has significantly increased. So I'm not saying all of these things will happen this way, but there is a strong probability that at least a few of those things happen. Whereas in residential real estate, we all need a place to live. We have like all kinds of different residential real estate. Mm -hmm. And you know, people need to rent because less and less of them are able to qualify to buy. Mm. So for any investor, whether it's an apartment complex, a single family home, a three triplex, fourplex, you name it, there is a strong demand of people to look for shelter and they have to more and more rent, which is exactly what real estate investors in residential want. Yeah. Um, so real quick, Axel, I know you brought, you talking about the advantages, especially with residential REITs and in particular, I know you like private REITs, although there are some regulation issues with them, uh, real quick in about 10, 15 seconds, are there any public REITs in the residential sector that you would suggest? Uh, well, there is one, I forgot the name in Nevada. I think it's called the Nevada REIT or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, that is mainly focusing on apartment complexes. I think that is a, a good one to take a closer look at. Nice. Well, Axel, th thank you so much for coming on the Early Bird uh, podcast and discussing um, REIT investing in 2023 and what investors should look at and keep an eye on. Really appreciate your insights. But before we wrap up the podcast, I just have one final question, and it's the most important question for today's discussion. That question for you, Axel, is what weird fashion trend would you bring back? Um, I think I would bring back hot pants. Hot pants? Yes. Oh, wow. Why? Just because I always felt that that was something uh, nice to look at. Thank you again to Axel Meyerhofer for sharing your insights on REITs. And thank you to everyone for listening to today's discussion. We'll be back next week for another episode of Early Bird. Have a great day.